0: Welcome back to The Truth of Somewhere, a very special episode of The Truth of Somewhere. It is our 50th episode. Yay! Yay! So, Megan, what are we talking about today? <laughs>
1: In celebration of both our 50th episode Uh and the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 mission, Mm. we're going to talk moon landing conspiracies. How fitting. I know. It's like we planned it that way. No. We didn't. It was an accident. (laughs) Of course we did. But it was a really great accident. Uh, So I'm going to start with a little history about the mission. I have to say that this part was actually really fun to research because Mm -hmm. like, I'm a political history buff, and I know political history really well, but I don't necessarily know, like, other forms of history very well. Sure. Necessarily. So it was kind of fun to get to go through this and, like, read the history of this. Like, of course I knew that we went to the moon in 1969, but I didn't know all of the history around it.
0: Big quotes, new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. I've been told. You've been told.
1: I've been indoctrinated by this lie We'll uh-huh. get into that later. Right now, I just want to talk the history. Let's do it. Uh, on May 25th, 1961, President Kennedy spoke to a special joint session of Congress and said, quote, I believe this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal, before this decade is out, of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to Earth. End quote. It's a good goal. It is a good goal. I think
0: it's a goal that we should pick up again sometime soon.
1: Yeah, I We agree.
0: could use some more rocks.
1: Some more moon rocks?
0: More moon rocks, Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we just have an abundance of them, then eventually we could all float. What? What?
1: That doesn't make any sense. Whoever
0: you float, you float on the moon.
1: Not because of the moon rocks. You sure? Pretty sure.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, we were racing Russia.
1: Yes, we were racing Russia to the moon.
0: Them communists.
1: Um. So the U.S. was struggling to keep up with the Soviet Union and technological advances, specifically in space travel. Mm -hmm. And So we're in the middle of the Cold War. Yeah. And basically it's like, who can get there first? Who can stake claim to the moon first? Well,
0: if I remember correctly, they were essentially the first at everything except getting to the moon.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they were.
0: They were the first at everything except the finish line.
1: Yeah. So, America jumped in feet first and spent five years working to make space travel a reality for the U.S. In 1966, NASA launched its first unmanned Apollo mission. On January 27th, 1967, NASA was working on manned launch tests when a fire broke out in the Kennedy Space Center. Uh-huh. Three astronauts died, mm-hmm. but NASA kept going. Mm-hmm. Resilient, those people. As you do. In October of 1968, Apollo 7 launched with astronauts aboard. They successfully orbited Earth and tested the systems that were necessary for a moon landing and came home. Okay. In December of 1968, Apollo 8 took three astronauts to the dark side of the moon and brought them back to Earth. Okay. In March of 1969, Apollo 9 tested the lunar module while in orbit for the first time. So that was the little detachable part. Yeah, right. Um, The looter module, just so you know. Mm-hmm. And in May, Apollo 10 was the completed spacecraft built from that testing, and it went around the moon and came back. So they oh. did, like, the full test on the the aircraft that they put together uh-huh. based off of all of the, uh, the previous nine Apollos. Well,
0: sure. I mean, this is the exciting part because everyone knows about Apollo 11.
1: Yeah. Everyone knows about Apollo 11.
0: Yeah, so why don't you tell us?
1: Oh yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were were you no. making a joke about the fact that the history is boring because I found it really interesting.
0: No, I that we had a big build up to
1: eleven. Apollo, okay, okay. A, a
0: fitting, right. a fitting build up. A
1: fitting build up. So now it's July sixteenth, nineteen sixty nine, and Apollo eleven took off from the Kennedy Space Center with Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins aboard. Mm-hmm. The crew traveled two hundred and forty thousand miles in seventy six hours and entered the lunar orbit on July nineteenth. On July 20th, Armstrong and Aldrin departed the command module on the lunar module and landed on the moon at 4.17 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The lunar module was called the Eagle, and Armstrong let mission control know of the landing in a now famous saying, quote, the Eagle has landed.
0: Yep. End quote. I
1: actually didn't know that that saying came from this. Yeah, so that that's was kind of. Cool. I was like, oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah, uh-huh.
1: At 10.39 p.m., Armstrong made his way out of the Eagle, watched by hundreds of millions of people on Earth, yeah. as a camera on the Eagle transmitted footage back home. So it was, like, live broadcast.
0: So crazy. Which is
1: just nuts. They live broadcast from the fucking moon. I mean,
0: it wasn't, yeah, it was live, but it was definitely, like, a delayed...
1: Yeah, but, uh, like, that's nuts.
0: Live from the moon, it's Saturday night, night Live! Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um... So, at 10.59 p.m., Armstrong set his foot on the moon's surface for the first time and uttered arguably the most famous quote about space travel. Oh, yeah. Quote, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, end quote.
0: Did you know that it actually is misquoted? Is it? Yeah, and it's because there was a break in the radio transmission. It's, that's one small step for a man. Oh, One giant leap for mankind. Yeah. 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 Okay. Most people don't realize that. uh, Because if you say one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, you're essentially saying the same thing twice. Oh, okay. Because man is the same as saying. If you just say-
1: I think that it makes perfect sense, but that's fine. I think that it's- you can read it based off of the inference and it still makes sense. Right. That's okay.
0: But the actual- the actual quote is for a oh, man. Oh, interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. I got this out of a history article. So no, that's, was, that's yeah. because
0: that's what the rest of the world heard. That's yeah. what everyone heard was uh, the "uh" being blanked out gotcha. but that that just shows how shoddy radio transmissions are over distances like that, at least at the time at
1: the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, Armstrong and Aldrin spent approximately two hours conducting tests, taking photographs and planting the flag before returning to the Eagle mm-hmm. where they slept through the rest of the night. They got to sleep on the moon.
0: That's pretty, Isn't that cool. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: At 5:35 p.m. on July 21st, the Eagle successfully docked back with command module and just after midnight on July 22nd, the astronauts began their journey home. So they were not there for very long at all. No. They landed in the Pacific Ocean at 12:50 p.m. on July 24th. So crazy. Yeah.
0: That's cool. It's very cool.
1: cool. I know, like, a lot of while I was doing the research, I was like, God, that's just so fucking cool. Like, the little kid in me got mm-hmm. real excited. I know. You know. Yeah. Like, and then I was thinking about the fact that, like, my parents were young adults mm-hmm. when this was happening. How exciting must it have been to literally be watching this on the TV at home right. and be like, oh my God, they're on the moon? Right. Like, I feel that way now, and I've known my entire life that being on the moon was a thing. Yeah.
0: I got to see 9 11 on the TV.
1: <laughs> thanks for ruining everything <laughs> yeah i got to see 9-11 on the tv yeah too, I know. asshole. uh
0: but seriously that would be so cool yeah yeah that yeah. would be like and it's cool because I, i'm not i'm not saying that the cold war was necessarily great mm-hmm. um because there was a lot of bad that came out of it um a lot of high tensions a lot of people that feared
1: Berlin Wall, right? Well, that
0: was definitely... Yeah, that was part of of it. It mm -hmm. That was a big part of it. Um, But there were definitely some races like this. Mm -hmm. The space race happened because of the Cold War. Right. Like, we pushed ourselves to go to the moon probably before we should have.
1: Probably. I mean, we'll post some pictures in the show notes, but, like, the pictures of the eagle... Look ridiculous! Like they look like something out of a science fiction movie. Sure, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's practically that we, science fiction. That I, it really is. Like we moved so rapidly in that eight-year period between 1961 and 1969. Have you ever this.
0: have you ever heard the speech JFK gave about uh, Apollo 11 and the Apollo missions?
1: I think I've heard snippets of it. I don't think I've ever heard the whole thing.
0: So, um, I recently heard it. And
1: well, JFK wasn't alive when Apollo 11 was a thing.
0: John F. Kennedy, yeah, was it after his,
1: yeah, oh, he gave, he, yeah, he, he was gave... killed in '63. You're he right, gave you're right, you're in right, he gave
0: the, you're right, you're right, I'm sorry, he gave the speeches, but he gave the speeches about the what
1: we needed to do, right, to get on the moon, yeah, right,
0: and man, that guy gives, he is,
1: he was an incredible orator,
0: oh man he gives some powerful speeches mm-hmm. and i had at a point that i was going to bring up about what he said
1: and, and I threw I you off track remember... cuz i was like no he was dead <laughs> yeah i can't
0: remember what uh what he said no you're you're probably right i think he was dead by the time it actually happened i
1: no when he I... 100% was dead by the time apollo 11 no, that, went to the moon
0: that's absolutely fine uh
1: it was Ronald Reagan who was president when yeah. Apollo. Yeah, even- man, I wish
0: I could remember what I was gonna say. I felt like it was it was a good point.
1: I'm sorry. Oh well,
0: oh well, that's fine. Maybe
1: you can put it in in post if you remember.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah probably not.
1: Okay, um, there have since been five more successful lunar landing missions. The last of which was completed in 1972. So we mm. really only did this for a very short period of time. Yeah. Um, the program involved over 400,000 people and cost the U.S. 24 billion dollars, which would be 100 billion dollars in today's money. Yeah,
0: that's why we're not doing. That's it. why we don't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like the
1: expense had been justified by the race to beat the Soviets. Yeah. But the ongoing expense just couldn't be justified once we had succeeded and brought back samples of research, and also once the USSR fell. Like it just didn't.
0: Yeah, it didn't matter anymore. And then on top of that, we gathered rocks, and it gave us scientifically a really great understanding of how the Earth was put together. Mm-hmm. But otherwise,
1: it didn't do much for us. It yeah. didn't do a whole
0: lot. Yeah.
1: Um. So now we've got some decent history to go on, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get into the conspiracies. Ooh, the
0: fun part! The fun
1: part! The part you're all here for. Um. I want to make a note before we get into the conspiracies. Like, I'm not excusing them, Uh but there is a there's a reason that they were so that they were so prevalent and they still live on today. Sure. You have to understand that America was in a like kind of a really weird place in 1969 and the following few years. Mm -hmm. So we're in the middle of a highly controversial war that spiked protests and extreme disgust, uh, disgust and distrust in the government. In 1971, the Pentagon Papers were published detailing a top secret study on the Vietnam War. A strategic analyst had realized that the Vietnam War was essentially unwinnable mm-hmm. and copied the report and sent it to the New York Times, which obviously published it. Sure. Uh, the report revealed that the Kennedy administration had actively been involved with overthrowing and assassinating the South Vietnamese president in sure. 1963. Mm-hmm. So, hot on the heels of the Pentagon Papers, you have the Watergate scandal.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: and I know quite a bit about Watergate, and I know not a lot of people in our generation necessarily do, other mm-hmm. than, like, Nixon saying, I'm not a crook. Yeah, so yeah. Watergate was the building that the DNC was in, the Democratic National Committee. Um, and in 1972, a group of people was caught breaking into the DNC, into the Watergate building,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and in order to steal documents and wiretap phones to give incumbent Republican President Richard Nixon an edge in his re-election campaign. Nixon worked hard to cover up what had happened, even offering hush money to the group of would-be spies. And he went on one step further and instructed the CIA to impede the FBI's investigation into the break-in. So it was just this, like, one thing on top of another oh, on yeah. top of another on top of another. Okay. Um, and that's why he ended up um, having to resign before they could impeach him, essentially. Because mm-hmm. it was it was bad. So you've got the highly divisive Vietnam War, okay, the Pentagon Papers, and the Watergate scandal all happening around the same general, like, five-year time period. Yeah. And all of that meant that Americans were highly suspicious of their government. Understandably so. Uh, yeah, how so. could they not be? Um, and many began to believe that the moon landing was yet another government deception. hmm Which kind of... I get it. I get it. Right.
0: I mean, people's hackles are up. They're, yeah. Their uh, defense mechanisms are... They're ready to look at anything that comes from the government and... Try to bat it away.
1: Yeah. In July of 1970, a poll found that 30% of Americans believed the landing was faked. That's a wow. lot. Right? That That's is a lot. lot. That number has dwindled over the years and now rests at only 6%, but it's a super tenacious 6%. It's, it is, yeah. yeah. Um, like, <laughs> I posted recently in the um, the podcast group on Facebook, it's uh-huh. TTIS Podcasts Group, if you're looking for it, uh, this video, it's its a few years old, but it was um, sh- going around Facebook again because of um, the 50th anniversary of mm-hmm. Apollo 11. But it was this video of Buzz Aldrin punching this guy in the face. Because <laughs> this guy is like, he's known as one of the biggest still modern mm-hmm. um, moon landing deniers. And he was basically getting in Buzz Aldrin's face and calling him a liar. And he was like, I want you to swear on the Bible. Swear on the Bible that you went to the moon and Buzz Aldrin just punched him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... They ended up not pressing charges against Buzz Aldrin because the police found that he had been provoked, which is yeah. A++ police. That's great, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's amazing because uh-huh. he absolutely was provoked. And it's just, it's really good. Um, but I think one of the dumbest reasons that, the, that moon landing deniers try to use is the fact that you couldn't see the stars in the photos taken by Armstrong and Aldrin on the moon.
0: That's, yeah.
1: That is legitimately something that they try to say. And, like that's a really dumb excuse <laughs> because let me explain you a thing. Let me I mean, explain to you how cameras work. Yeah. Uh, go out to a place that has a lot of light pollution. Like if you live in Seattle, go out in Seattle and take a picture of the night sky and Beautiful. see if your phone picks up any fucking stars. Cause it doesn't.
0: Uh, and guess what? Your phone is a better camera, camera than, than what, what they, they, they were using in 1969.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's not going to work. And the astronauts had cameras with only daylight exposures, Mm. so they had no way of extending the exposure on it. So in order to get dim light to show in a camera, you have to increase the exposure time. Right. That is how you see pictures of stars, is that the exposure time has been amped way up, and there's no movement. Mm -hmm. Um, So they didn't have cameras capable of that, and they were wearing highly reflective white suits... And the surface of the moon is, like, light gray and highly reflective. reflective. Yeah. So there was so much bombardment of light, there was no way you were ever going to see the stars.
0: I mean, just looking at the picture that you have up right here, you can clearly see that there's a lot of contrast in there. There's a lot of bright white Mm -hmm. and dark darks. And that bright white is going to block out all the stars. Yep. You're not going to see them. The camera's not going to be able to pick them up. There's even lens flare in Mm -hmm. this. Uh, like you're just, no, it's not going to happen. It's not
1: going to happen. Yeah. The, that's why I started with this one. Cause it's dumb. It's just dumb.
0: <laughs> well, it just seems like you, you have to have a little bit of an understanding of how a camera picks up light Yeah, to understand that that's not going to work. I mean, even the human eyes work in a very similar way, same situation, go to Seattle or another big, uh, busy city with a lot of light you don't pollution, see as
1: many stars. and look
0: up at the sky, and on, you'll be lucky to see, you know, you'll be lucky to see the Milky Way. First mm-hmm. off, probably not going to see that. No,
1: I've only ever seen that like out in the middle of a lake in the middle of nowhere. Yeah,
0: and you'll be lucky to see more than half of what you could see normally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's yeah. not that's a, that's not a great it's, excuse. It's a bad
1: excuse. It's it's very mm-hmm. easily debunked. Okay. Um, the next reason people think the landing was faked has to do with shadows. So in some of the images, it appears that shadows are not appearing in the same direction. So there's, like, images where um, this pole will have a shadow going out directly north. Uh And then another pole that seems to be pretty close to it has uh, a shadow that's going, like, northeast and is intersecting. Mm -hmm. And it's perpendicular instead of parallel. And people are like, there's only one light source on the moon. It's the sun. So mm-hmm. all of the shadows should be going in the same direction because the sun's in one direction, right? Yeah,
0: I've heard I've heard about this and I know I've definitely read how it's debunked. I can't remember it though. It's
1: okay, I got you covered. Yeah. It's all part of the research. Okay. This time mm-hmm. it's all part of the research. Sure. The debunking is part of it too.
0: Uh-huh. Um
1: I've been watching too much Jonathan mm. Van Ness and my hand is a going <laughs> Yeah. Uh So what they think is that it was done in a studio because there would be multiple light sources. Right. But what science says is Mm. that the lunar ground is very similar to snow in the way that it reflects the sun. Uh Uh-huh. And it's also very hilly.
0: Okay. So the hills would change.
1: So the combination of the crazy reflection off of the lunar ground and Uh the hills does some weird things with with, uh, shadows. Like, go out in the middle, especially because they were... What I understand is that they were when they were on the moon when the sun was like either rising or setting uh-huh. for the moon. For the
0: moon, yeah.
1: Um so it was at a like a really harsh angle. Mm-hmm. So if you go out in the snow just after sunrise or just before sunset,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the snow is super hilly and craggly and play with the shadows, you're going to have like weird shadows bouncing all over the place because technically yes the sun is the only light source on the moon, uh-huh. but the way that it is reflected and refracted uh-huh. off of the lunar surface sure. means that you're having multiple little light sources all over the place, too.
0: Oh, that's interesting. That's the science behind it. Okay, so it'd be kind of like the hill is reflecting light. Yes, so it's, it. it's hitting
1: this part, and because that's up on a hill, it's reflecting back over there, and it's causing weird weird shadows.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: And then there was something else about like cameras not being able to pick it up properly because of the hills and the crags and stuff, because you're taking a three-dimensional world and trying to squish it into a two-dimensional image. Okay. So there, there's a lot of science going into debunking that one. Mm-hmm. This is the one that I think kind of actually makes a little more sense, just because you have to understand so much science to understand how it's debunked.
0: I think I think in that regard, yes, it does make sense, but I think at the, on the same perspective, we can't go... To another rock floating in space, and expect to see the world exactly as we see it on our own right. little rock, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. The moon is right there, pretty pretty damn close to the sun, you know. Relatively speaking, uh, it might as well be the same. But uh, I, I, it just seems it seems crazy to me that you think that it's gonna, you know, things are gonna operate exactly the same. And I think an excuse like that, like no, things are different here, mm-hmm. just kind of makes sense.
1: Sure. Uh some people believe that there's no way the astronauts could have survived the radiation of the Van Allen belts. Mm-hmm. If you're like me and don't know what those are, they're essentially mm-hmm. areas of energetic charged particles that have been trapped by the Earth's magnetic field. Yep. Solar radiation gets stuck in these belts, effectively protecting the Earth from the solar radiation. Pretty cool. Theorists argue that the astronauts would have suffered severe radiation poisoning after traveling through the belts. But scientists say the astronauts would have needed to spend days just hanging out in the belts in order for it to become a risk. And Apollo 11 passed through the belts in just four hours and were exposed to an amount of radiation similar to getting a chest x-ray.
0: Well, it makes sense. Um, You get, uh, I believe, positively charged ions that are floating up there, right? Because the sun is constantly bombarding us. Our magnetic field is really important to staying alive because while it would fry everything without that magnetic field Mm -hmm. the sun would and so it makes sense that a lot of those um, charged particles would be hanging out right outside kind of like if you were to turn the faucet on on a uh, on a basketball or something like that the water is going to hit and it's going to run off and it's not it's got to hit and it's got to change direction so some of that's going to stay there for a little bit longer before it goes off and runs around the basketball as it falls right um, I think that's kind of the same idea. I might be close. That's kind of an educated guess mm-hmm. uh, from my point of view, how it works. Um, so I'm not 100% po- uh, positive on the, how the temporal reaction works, um, but I know that's the reaction between the suns. Um, and anyways, uh, but that's that definitely... Also, the ships are, are equipped to handle...
1: Radiation. Radiation. They have They have, have, they
0: have plates and they mm-hmm. have things like that to protect the astronauts. Because just out in outer space, they have to deal with more radiation. Nation than
1: what's on Earth. On,
0: on Earth. Because mm-hmm. like I said, the sun is, or the, that magnetic field around the Earth is what's protecting us from that radiation. Mm-hmm. And the well, magnetic field on the moon that. is not
1: going to be the same. The
0: moon yeah. doesn't have a magnetic field.
1: Oh, you're right. It doesn't. Yeah. I'm dumb.
0: And then there's... Even if it did, the entire time that they're out in space between here and and the moon they're
1: unprotected from right.
0: radiation. So it's not going to be as concentrated as it is um, right at that, um, right at the Van Belt point, right? Mm-hmm. The Van...
1: Van Belts. Yeah, Van, Allen Van Allen Belts.
0: Van Allen Belts, mm-hmm. You're right. But it's still, it's still more than here, so...
1: Right. Point being, they were exposed to enough for a chest x-ray, which really doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, but I'm trying to kind of sidestep the... Oh, well, we say it's this.
1: I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Can't Um,
0: trust them, right?
1: Can't trust anybody. Some people claim that footprints couldn't exist on the moon because there is no water. What? I know. I know.
0: Footprints only exist when there's water?
1: Well, yeah, when you think about, like, making a really perfect footprint, Mm -hmm. go try to do that in dry sand versus wet sand.
0: Go try to do it in snow.
1: Snow is wet.
0: Uh... No, snow is not... Snow is water, but that doesn't mean it's wet.
1: But snow has water in it.
0: Snow is water, yes, yes. but it's solid water.
1: Sure, but it's still got the element of water. We're going to get into but an argument not over nothing. It's yeah.
0: not like... I know, but but my point is... Okay, fine. On semantics, you're right, but when you say water, I think liquid water, water, not solid water.
1: But it's like having bone-dry dirt, or having dirt like what we have at home right now that isn't noticeably wet, like squilchy wet, but still but has also moisture what's, in what's it. What's
0: the dirt's composition? And also, how is gravity playing on that?
1: Sure. Also, uh-huh. you don't necessarily have to have water with any kind of grain because um Science says that plenty of fine-grained dusts will hold the shape of a p- footprint due to the friction between particles. Yeah, that makes and sense. They the don't want to move. the yeah. specific citation is about um, talcum powder, that you can put a bunch of talcum powder on the floor and step in that, mm-hmm. and it will maintain that perfect. Okay. And that's, like, super thin.
0: And that's actually what's supposed to be... That's why the, the moon is white. It's a super thin powder that has uh, essentially coated it. I think it's, like, a dark gray mm-hmm. underneath, but... Because of all of the um, meteorites slamming into it, um, it's kicked up white powder all over. Mm-hmm. And,
1: yeah. Yeah. We just watched a video of that. Yeah. So recently. that
0: makes a lot of sense then.
1: Yeah. So that's another dumb one. Sure. That's really easily debunked,
0: but yeah. people
1: believe that it must have happened in a studio with a oh, wet dirt of some sort. It must sort. have. It must, must have. have. A lot of people found Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey so convincing when it came out in 1968 mm-hmm. that they assumed the government had hired Kubrick to direct the moon landing. I've heard this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of people believe that we were too far behind Russia in the space race. uh uh-huh. Understandably believed that because we weren't yeah. really far behind yeah. Russia until like we kicked I, it like in the high air. Like I year. said
0: in the beginning, they, they made it to every checkpoint before us.
1: Yeah. But we were far advanced in our movie making capabilities. Mm-hmm. So that's the logic there. Um, so we just decided to trick the whole world with a movie.
0: Oh, of course. Okay.
1: Uh, this conspiracy was furthered in 2015 when a video made the rounds apparently showing Kubrick confessing to the deed. The video came from a a film titled Shooting Kubrick by T. Patrick Murray. Murray claimed to have been given exclusive access to interview Kubrick in May of 1999. Uh huh. That's pretty impressive because Kubrick died in March of 1999. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even if we took that as a typo, because mm-hmm. it can happen. Yeah, yeah. The man in the film didn't look or sound anything like Stanley Kubrick, and certain unedited clips showed Murray calling the man Tom and giving him directions. <laughs> but he still will not admit to it being fake. Oh, that's He's hilarious. Like, You'll just have to watch it. That's the mystery of the thing. So obviously it's a fake, and Stanley Kubrick did not direct the moon landing yeah
0: i think i saw something that said uh i saw a meme lately that said that he agreed to film the to film it
1: mm-hmm. but
0: uh he decided that it, it needed to be the best possible movie he pos- he could make <laughs> so, so he demanded he, it so he, he demanded it, on it be yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I on I location yeah on location that's pretty yeah. good
1: uh-huh. <laughs> okay so now we're to our last our last excuse. Okay,
0: our last okay. one. Our
1: last one, but it's certainly not the I'm least. I'm sure there's more. This is more. the most popular one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are five million little ones. I just picked the ones that I found the most interesting. Okay, okay. Because there's, it's, there's too many to mm-hmm. talk about. This is nuts. But we're going to talk about the flag now, because this is the one everyone sees. Oh, sure. Right? Okay. Is the flag. So when you look at the flag, it appears to be waving in the wind. Mm-hmm. There's a problem, though. What's the problem?
0: Uh, there is no wind. There's on no the moon. wind on the moon.
1: Yeah. So theorists believe this is the proverbial smoking gun. Uh huh. Uh, Here's the problem Mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. This flag was made specifically for this mission. And because there is no wind on the moon, a normal flag would have just stayed limp, which wouldn't have been for a great picture. No. So this flag had a horizontal rod across the top. That makes sense. To hold it out, right? So you had the pole on one side and a rod going across Mm -hmm. the top. The astronauts were really struggling with that rod and couldn't get it to extend out all the way. Okay. And they ended up bending it oh, when they were trying to put it into the ground, uh-huh. the top rod. They yeah, bent yeah. the top yeah, rod. Yeah. So there's the two of them like jimmying it into the, the mm-hmm. moon surface because there's like all this dust on the top of the moon and then it's really hard rock underneath. And yeah. they were like, Wah. so they're like rolling it back and forth trying to get uh-huh. it into this hard and surface the sure. and they bent the, the top rod. And so if you watch the video, you can see that the flag is only moving because they are moving.
0: Uh, And then when they
1: get it in, it looks like it has that wave in it because it literally has a wave in it because they bent the rod.
0: Well, that makes sense. And I would also think that uh, there might not be wind, but... There's not air for the flag to have any sort of friction to keep it from moving. Also, so I think any been quit
1: in that position. Yeah, I would
0: think any sort of any sort of energy that's left, like kinetic energy left, might cause the flag to move a little bit more. One, to continue moving, mm-hmm. and two, I would think any sort of, I don't know about like tectonic shifting or anything like that. I really doubt there is on the moon. I would think I'm pretty sure the moon is completely solid, mm-hmm. not like the Earth is. Um, but that would travel through the rod and cause the fabric to move as well. That's a guess. That's a guess.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, what I read was that it just looks like it's moving in the pictures because the rod got bent.
0: Okay. Sure. That's
1: as simple as that. Yeah. It's not sitting perfectly straight because they bent the rod because they couldn't get it in the ground. Okay. That's that pretty, makes a lot pretty, of sense. simple. Um, oh, it's I've... just
0: pictures, right? It's not even a video. Yeah. Okay.
1: So there's pictures of well, the flag. And
0: it's also not being pulled down taut through gravity. You can actually really clearly see that rod up at the top. Yes, you can. On that picture. It's very, yeah. very obvious. But like I was saying, it's not being pulled down the same way like it would be on Earth. No. Right? So it's going to take it's a lot longer for a flag to settle. And it might not hold that down position as easily because it's not being pulled down the same way that it would be on Earth.
1: Right. Yeah. Gravity's all different. Yeah. So I have one last thing that I would like to point out. Uh-huh. And it seems like it should be obvious. Okay. But there were over 400,000 people who worked tirelessly on the Apollo mission to make the moon landing a reality. Fake. And there's just no way that 400,000 people could keep this secret. No way. Yeah. And certainly not for 50 years. Sure. Somebody would have come out by now. Mm Mm-hmm. Somebody would have been like, you were right, it was all fake, but it doesn't matter anymore. But
0: they've been assassinated.
1: You're right. Obviously. I... All 400,000 of those people are dead, except for, well, I don't know if Buzz Aldrin's still alive. He might be dead. I actually, I don't know. I don't know. (sighs) Because that video of him punching somebody was from a few years ago. Yeah. But that's, that's what I got for you. Nice. Happy 50th anniversary, Apollo 11.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's a, that's a, a, that's a small step for a man and a giant leap for mankind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I want to know what you guys think, though. Are you one of the 6%? Do you not believe in the moon landing?
0: And if you are... Why? Yeah. Give us the evidence. We'd like to see. Maybe you've got something that'll stump us. Maybe. Maybe you don't. You'll never know if you don't tell us.
1: Yeah. I'm very interested to know. Um, Personally, I obviously think that we we went to the moon. And it makes me so excited like a small child.
0: Yeah. I I mean... Obviously, the moon landing was fake, but...
1: Shut up. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. We definitely probably went to... No. <laughs> uh, I believe that the moon landing actually happened. Yeah. I think... I think... To, I understand the hesitancy to believe it.
1: And the distrust in the government.
0: Especially at the time... I mean, mm-hmm. hell, now we have distrust in our government, too. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: so... But that's such a huge thing to lie about. Yeah. And I've seen so many people arguing it, and I've seen so many rebuttals to it, mm-hmm. and I get it. Some of it kind of makes sense. I think that the moon landing being fake is more reasonable than believing that the earth is flat.
1: Significantly more reasonable.
0: Significantly. And I don't immediately think someone is insane for thinking the moon landing
1: no, I don't either. It's
0: fake, but misguided. Yeah.
1: Oh, I did read one other article. I didn't use any of it in this because it was a, it was an opinion piece, and okay. I didn't think that it really applied. But it was a very interesting article. It was written by a journalist, um, and this journalist was like, as a journalist, I've gotten to talk to a lot of really cool people in my life, and I have actually spoken to Aldrin and Armstrong. Oh, nice. And, um, some of the others that had gone after in the further missions, the other five successful missions. Yeah, yeah. And this journalist was like, what I can tell you unequivocally about every single one of them is they all had the same kind of crazy look in their eyes and they were all changed. Oh,
0: wow. They came
1: back not right. This journalist was like, I don't know if they believed in aliens or like, I, several of them wouldn't <laughs> talk to me. He literally was yeah. like, several of them only wanted to talk to me about aliens. That's all they wanted to that, talk about. These
0: are the guys that went to the to moon. the moon. Okay.
1: That's all they wanted to talk about. And he's like, they all had this crazy look in their eyes. And I don't... He's like, I I believe that the moon landings were real because otherwise, why would these guys be so crazy? Yeah. Basically is what he was talking about.
0: They were brainwashed.
1: They were brainwashed. But it was... Yeah. I just found it to be a very interesting thought mm-hmm. process where he was like, they all came back a little weird. A little odd. I'm believing in aliens. And I was like, I think that there's something almost like existential crisis level of going to the moon and looking at the earth from that perspective. And understanding how vastly tiny we are Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things and how much we don't fucking matter. And I have a feeling that that might be a lot of why they came back a little... Because you can't go see something like that and take in the finality of your own existence.
0: Yeah, I mean, just imagine being at that point in your life where you can turn around and you can look at all of human history and cover it with your thumb.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just, I think that, that, that... approaching your life with the understanding of how finite it is
0: mm-hmm.
1: is different from that perspective than it is when you go like oh go stand by the ocean and think about how small you are yeah. it's not the same it's not the same as going into space and standing on the fucking moon and being like that's where i come from and look at everything around and i while, there's got to be something else, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it would be really hard to be standing in that place and not think to myself, why just this one planet right here? Why this one tiny planet? There's got to be something else. Mm-hmm. I don't, I that would make perfect sense to me yeah. to come back with that thought process. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Kind of unhinge you.
1: I believe in aliens anyway, but... Like, not, like, little gray men scoop up cows and prod you aliens, uh-huh. but, like, I think that there must be some other form of intelligent life yeah, out I, I there mean, somewhere. It's uh, too vast to not. I won't be so arrogant as to think that we are it.
0: I don't know. Uh, it's hard to tell because we don't know what the probability of life is.
1: Sure. But the, that's the beauty about beliefs, right?
0: Yeah. That No, that's true. I... I definitely think that there is a very strong possibility that there's other life out there. And I think that if there is other life out there and we haven't seen it yet, either A, we're first Mm -hmm. to get this far, right? And that might sound real crazy, but someone has to do it. Yeah. Something has to be first. Statistically speaking, it's not us.
1: Or something else was first and they just don't care.
0: Yeah. I mean, or... Uh, Or it's just so hard to communicate and talk to life on other planets that it just hasn't happened.
1: Yep. Okay. Well, but now, the truth is somewhere. That we have left you with that existential crisis yeah. about your, your own mortality and how big the fucking multiverse is. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TTIS Podcast. Get at us. Let us know how you feel after no. that heavy bomb. Sorry about that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, you can also email us at thetruthissomewherepodcast at gmail dot com. Find us in the Facebook group where we are not so heavy and really we just share stupid memes. Uh, all Great the time. memes. They're not stupid uh ttis podcast group on facebook if you like what we're doing jump on over to itunes stitcher wherever you're listening um drop a positive review If you really like what we're doing jump jump on over to patreon patreon patreon.com slash ttis podcast get access to early stuff get access to my notes get access to bonus content all that stuff over there for you for you for you that's it truth is somewhere guys keep looking
0: Buzz found it and he's been fucked up ever since.
1: it will make my batter bitter. Bitter
0: butter, better bitter. bitter. <laughs> Big booty buttered bitches?
1: Yeah.
0: That actually made sense. Have
1: you never heard that? Patty Baker. Oh.
0: When I was like in first grade.
1: Some butter, but said she, this butter is bitter. If I put it in my batter, it will make my batter bitter.
0: Batter bitter. Batter bitter. (laughs) Batter bitter. Bitter. Batter bitter. (laughs) Technologic. Technologic.
1: Don't push the button. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, let's push the button. Oh. Push the button. Galvanize! na, 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 na,